I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Round the Rock Podcast. Dave Schilling, Lucius Jackson, Harold Presley, Joey Devine, Diamond Stone, Fiji Rosterhouse, Sean Keen, Dylan Windler. Crosby, Valerie Still, Steve Nash, and Nick Young. Patreons, Andrew Lou. Thank you, Andrew. Billy Attridge. Thank you, Billy. The Mighty Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Musical guest, Parquet Courts. And now, the temporary host of Rumble Rock, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode and a very special guest, Joe Quazala. Uh, I should say we'll be talking to him later, but first, we're going to talk to my friend and yours, America's Uncle Dad. Uh, new owner of a sauna, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Haven't uh, turned on the sauna yet, but uh, yeah, you know. Uh, Sean's lady friend bought a house that has a sauna in it, which is wild. It's real crazy. <laughs> Just a wild uh, thing to come with a house is an outdoor sauna. I Where do you live, Norway? <laughs> it, it's um, very. It is very Nordic. I. Uh, <laughs> I will be showing it to my nephew today, and he is going to have many questions. Mm -hmm. There's also an outdoor shower. Weird. 
It's definitely a lot, of, a lot weird. of freaks it's, lived there. Before. I gotta say, it's not really the kind of house you would think had an outdoor shower, but mm-hmm. maybe it's for the sauna. I don't it know. It is for the sauna, definitely. Yeah. Uh, because you get sweaty in a sh- sauna, Sean. Um, I feel like I could make it indoors though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sean, game game three of the NBA finals happened yesterday. Yes. Before we uh talk not that much about the NBA finals, <laughs> anything you want to say about it? <laughs> Uh, it's kind of going as predicted, I guess. Um, you, did you have Nuggets in five? I did have Nuggets in five, yes. I had Nuggets in six, and let me tell you this, Joey. I actually think Miami's going to win game five, not game four. (laughs) Like, that's just how they're kind of (laughs) programmed. Like, this is a team that's, uh gonna play well with their backs against the wall and then relax once dj Collins there again you know what i mean i also should note that i did say the funniest possible finals mvp is gabe vincent and if the heat were going to win that's not out of the question i mean if you're ranking the finals mvp candidates he is in the top five for Um, sure Maybe not as much after game three, but look, if you shoot 50% from three in the finals, you got a chance. Um, I've got to say that my biggest takeaway from all of this is it feels like no one has watched Nikola Jokic play basketball before the way the takes are flying about him. Didn't Lisa Salter say she hadn't watched him before this? I think she did, yeah. That's weird. And it's also, it was funny this year that like, I feel like the takes are like three years behind because Nikola Jokic was a little bit out of shape. And then he uh, lost all this weight during the shutdown in 2020 and has just been in shape since then. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people are talking about him like he's, I don't know, Mark Eaton. Yeah. (laughs) And people uh, are also like, oh, he's not dominant. It's like he had a triple double. What are you talking about? He's averaging a triple double, in fact. Uh, also, uh, seems like he's pretty effective on defense. I gotta uh-huh. say, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know, but it's uh, sometimes just having a guy who is huge, uh, who gets in the wrong right place and can uh, has a Move lot of his control feet. of his arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like that's anyway. Uh, I mean, t- do you think this is killing the people in Philadelphia? I, I mean, is it killing the? Is it killing the Embiid? MVP people like do they have a reason to live anymore <laughs> is this the greatest day for 538's raptor metric ever uh it's just a weird it's also funny because um I have literally been rooting for these teams in all of their series mm-hmm. going into this one so I'm kind of like well uh I guess I have to root against one of these teams now sort of but I'm kind of not I'm just sort of watching the games and rooting for like Jimmy Butler and Jamal Murray individually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm very happy for the Nuggets and their fans. I would also be happy for the Heat and their fans, but it's uh, it's just it's usually I have a lot more of a uh, bitter rooting interest in the NBA Finals. So this is this is a weird one for me. Yeah, um... it's been like I'm either rooting for the Warriors. Or against the Lakers or Celtics. Mm-hmm. I guess in 2021, I was rooting against Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. That was yep. useful for me. Um, 
I guess I was kind of, I guess I think I was rooting for LeBron in those Spurs series, which is weird. Right. I was. So was I. He felt like he felt like an underdog in 2013. Yeah. I uh, and then I think like I rooted for Dirk in every finals Dirk was in, all two of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I guess when it was 2010s, the last time I had like a hard time picking a team. Right. Before this. Um. Anyway, weird finals so far. Uh, I do want to say, again, getting back to narratives, um, stop it, everyone. Just <laughs> enjoy watching basketball the way, look, and we are probably not help. We're probably a part of the problem here because uh, we are a basketball show that barely talks about basketball, but we're comedians. It's not our job to talk about that. We're not trying to that. make yeah. a narrative. Oh, my God. The the thing that kills me the most is when people are like, so is uh, Nikola Jokic top 25 all time, top 15? It's like, shut up. <laughs> Wait till someone retires. Also, it doesn't matter. Listing things is really boring. Yeah. No one can. All ratings are arbitrary of everything. And also, by the way, I feel like Adam Silver is adding to this where it's like not talking about basketball, where he like went on Dan Patrick today and was like just cracking jokes about John Morant's guns. <laughs> that it's was like the weird. NBA finals are on, dude. Do you maybe want to uh, talk about that? <laughs> so so let's let's just can we just jump into this, Joe? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so Adam Sandler. Uh, Adam Silver, you said Sandler. Adam, Adam, Sa Adam Sandler's like, who are you? I'm a raven and not use that gun. Um, uh, I have a 30-year-old Adam Sandler impression. Um, so he, he made a statement before the final started saying about John Morant, we've uncovered a fair amount of additional information. We probably could have brought it to a head now, but we've made the decision that would be unfair to these players and these teams to announce that decision in the middle of the series. Can I can I throw something out there? Mm -hmm, sure. Maybe don't announce that you're not making a decision until the <laughs> end of the series either. Because this is like more distracting. Like Because now people are just... It's like he's intentionally trying to distract people because now yeah. people are speculating about the suspension. He could have just said it and then people would have reacted and that would have just been it. But now he's, he's still going on. What, why is he talking to Dan Patrick about this? <laughs> he was literally making jokes about it today. Like well, it was so, I mean, part of that is, uh, I'm not sure that John Morant's camp is always making the best decisions mm -hmm. uh, for his interest. Uh, he was reacting to the story that uh, the second time it was actually a toy gun mm -hmm. on Instagram Live. And Adam Silver's like, well, the, the NBA better investigate it, but it's still a bad decision. And it's like, what are, what are we talking about? <laughs> Adam Silver's like listening to The Breakfast Club and... <laughs> Like, well, if he's listening to The Breakfast Club, he also should have been cracking jokes about Zion, because oh that's all God. anyone else is talking about. This Joey, look, let's just mention the Zion thing <laughs> Well, hold quick, on. Here. I just, like, what are we doing here? The NBA Finals are on, their, their ratings are really high, yeah. unlike every joke everyone made. Uh -huh. It's been really enjoyable, and the NBA's leading newsbreakers, including the commissioner are talking about maybe suspending a guy 
uh, a guy maybe getting waved and uh-huh. uh, also a guy, uh, <laughs> a, a guy's weird sex marital problems. Like, what are we doing here? Well, I'm, I'm going to say I don't blame the newsbreakers for the Zion story. As, as you may have been familiar with, uh, Pelican's mostly mascot at this point um <laughs> zion williamson uh who's played upwards of 100 games for the new orleans <laughs> pelicans in the last four years uh posted a gender reveal video mm-hmm. with uh his, his i look don't use I'm the term gonna, yeah don't do it <laughs> With the mother of his child. The mother of his child. The (laughs) two-word description of her from Black Sports Online Mm -hmm. was truly something. That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) And then he had another um, paramour of his Mm -hmm. that uh, got very angry on Twitter Mm -hmm. and um, could not believe that he did a gender reveal video uh, announcing his that he... impregnated another woman uh after they had an intimate encounter mm-hmm. where zion spit in her mouth yeah uh that's Which, uh, uh i mean i i'm i'm on her side on this one she should be upset uh i would say i think so too <laughs> i think so too um but you know he's had a lot of free time on the court. So, yeah. um, and now it came uh, out he moved her to New Orleans. He was going to, I, mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I haven't followed it any further, but it is funny that, um, I like that we are in uh, a culture that is not, not shaming sex workers to the degree it used to, mm-hmm. but it is forcing, um, more mainstream outlets to find descriptions of modeling that are somewhat different than conventional ideas of modeling. Mm -hmm, I'll say that. Um, But, um, you know, uh, I hope that, I hope that baby stretches, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Right from the beginning. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So our other, but seriously, I, the four main stories right now, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are uh, the guy who's won two MVPs is averaging a triple double in the finals isn't yeah. very good. Uh, uh, Chris Paul is getting waved. A guy yes. might be suspended for taking photos with a toy gun. And and it's probably a real gun, Joey. I'm yes, not going yeah, sure. <laughs> to. No, I'm just saying. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a, an injured man's infidelity and i would say what are we doing here we are playing the nba finals and a guy is averaging a triple double yeah. in them like i don't blame him for the i don't blame him for the Zion. <laughs> the chris paul thing is uh seems like a weird simmering newsbreaker feud broke yeah. the surface <laughs> Anyway, um, I, well, first off, before we do this, yeah. I should we've been talking oh, about the news, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, should okay. play the Sorry, news. Sorry, I okay. <laughs> no no you're This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Okay. Yeah. Um 
Let's talk about Chris Haynes and Chris Paul. Oh, also, the fifth story no one will shut up about is, <laughs> will a man get traded or not? <laughs> a man who cannot stop giving interviews about the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, let's, me is let's, on. Let's anyway. attack these one at a time. Yeah, sorry. I we, also so... two, we also have two questions. We have two reader questions as well. Yeah, we'll get to those after the news. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, all right, let's go with uh, Chris Paul, I guess. Sean, do you want to okay. run the walk yes. the listeners through this stupid story? <laughs> so, um, okay, so the setup is Chris Paul is under contract for another two years. Two years from now, his contract is not guaranteed. Next year, he gets a guaranteed $16 million or $31 million mm-hmm. if they pick up his option. Now, uh, that has to be done uh, right around the time of the NBA draft. So it sounds like what happened was Chris Paul. uh, Okay. So Chris Haynes reported Mm -hmm. that Phoenix was going to waive Chris Paul to save that $15 million. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to theorize. And again, not, this is just me guessing. I think that information probably came from Chris Paul's camp. Mm-hmm. Sure, because they have a compelling interest. He wants to be a free agent as soon as possible. Uh, then a report came out from Sean Stronia saying that uh, the Suns and Chris Paul were uh, only discussing mm-hmm. the possibilities for his contract, whether that would be uh, a trade or a release. They also suggested that he could get released and then re-sign with the Phoenix Suns and then mm-hmm. Woj jumped in as well. No one really knows exactly what's happening. I'm going to say this. It's pretty likely that Chris Paul gets waived. Yes, but he's <laughs> but but he's going to get traded first. <laughs> no, he I don't think he's even going to get traded. I think though. he's going to get traded. But I, they don't you think he's going to get traded and then waived? Yes. But that's that's not how non-guaranteed contracts work anymore. You have to guarantee. Oh, they they don't, have to that gu- doesn't work that way guarantee- anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. then never mind. He's getting waived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, normally, <laughs> yes, that would be the way to do it. But yeah, no one really is gonna. It's just really hard to trade for a thirty-one-year-old Chris Paul anyway, especially when everybody. I mean, essentially, it's in Chris Paul's interest to get waived as early as possible so he can find a team before the draft and other people make their decisions, and he gets a lot of money either way. Uh. So great. I mean, my prediction and the funniest possible thing, basically he, what I think he is becoming is a get out of Kyrie Irving free card. Mm -hmm. Like I was looking at it and I was like, where could Chris Paul go? And most of the places I think are the best destinations for him are the places that would keep the teams from signing James Harden, Kyrie Irving, or Russell Westbrook. Like it's mm-hmm. back to the Clippers, go to the Lakers, go to the Mavs, go to the Sixers, or go back to the Pelicans, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do you think he should go? I actually have a dark horse. I think this team has secretly signed a lot of these old guys that have uh, been waived. Uh-huh. I think he's going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Good, like, uh, didn't really seem like there was a lot of bitterness after that finals, you know. Mm-mm. And they do, uh, yeah. I mean, they they could kind of go all in. I have a feeling Chris Middleton 
will probably be picking up his $40 million player option. I think year. he'll extend for less money. That's he might extend for less money. He might extend yeah. for less money. Uh, yeah, it turned out he uh, had some surgery. That's weird. Yeah, my oh. guess is he'll sign for something like uh, uh, $28 million yeah. a year for three years or something. He's definitely not going anywhere. Yes, that would saying. be my yeah. guess, yeah. Okay. But I actually think he would be, it would be kind of cool if he went to the Pelicans. Like went back to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really have anyone blocking him. CJ uh, McCollum, sort of, but CJ's not really a point guard. He'd. Uh, I, uh, I think, but everyone knows he's actually just going to the Lakers, right? So yeah, then I mean, they I don't so. also have to. Then they don't have to sign Kyrie. Yeah, <laughs> that will satiate LeBron James's need to play with an old man. <laughs> Also, it kind of won't make people as angry when they just bring back D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's okay. the Chris Paul story that that's we're talking about oh. instead of game three of the NBA oh, Finals. The, the, uh, other, the other thing I think that, that the reason that story might have broken is that earlier in the day, there was a story about uh, people at school making fun of Chris Paul's daughter. Well, that apparently she's old enough now that uh, when she gets into arguments, people will say things like, your daddy ain't never going to win no championship. I mean, so, that's rough for her. Um, I'm going to guess. It's sort of, I mean, luckily she's uh, very, very wealthy. So that, mm-hmm. that should help her out a little bit. Or she could say, my father's nickname is the point god. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, I also we- think this story is made up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of like the Westbrook story. But, the Westbrook uh, story, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Sean, uh, you had two funny jaw jokes you wanted to say. Do you want to do oh, those yeah. real quick? Well, we uh, already talked about jaws, so. Yeah, well, okay, so the weird thing to me is that uh, Adam Silver keeps going out of his way to talk about how it's all it's a gun safety issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is pretty, I mean, he is going through a very narrow lane here. Mm-hmm. And it's like he doesn't want to step on the Second Amendment third rail. Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 it's not that he had the gun. It's that he was uh, waving it around. He wasn't taking the gun seriously enough. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, should Jaw just pivot into being a pro-gun guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is he, should he be doing commercials where he's like you could take the basketball out of my cold dead hands and <laughs> like basketballs don't dunk on people i dunk on people like <laughs> that might be the best way for him to go is that he's just like he becomes the symbol of uh responsible gun ownership yeah yeah basically um i mean he'll have to uh play less recklessly you know what i mean because the responsible point guard on that team is not john john morant it's uh uh Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. I almost said Trey Jones, and I was like, wait, he's the one who sucks. He's the bad All right. One, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The other side, we kind of, I think we kind of covered the Zion story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then uh, Dame Willard's in the news. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is this is Dame Willard, and it is also Kyrie Irving. However, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving is both fundamentally weirder. And has more like financially at stake. Mm-hmm. So before we get to them, 
Kyrie, there was some story where Kyrie told. No. Was he this was also a Chris Haynes the... story? I, this I, was a Chris Haynes story. No, I don't think so. Wasn't this? Well, Chris Haynes deleted the tweet about it. Yeah. So I don't know um... if that what that means. Uh, yeah, he basically Kyrie said that he was trying to get Dallas to trade for LeBron at the trade deadline mm-hmm. because the Lakers were falling apart, and then. Uh, that information was tweeted out, and then everyone realized that by rule, LeBron could not have been traded mm-hmm. last year. Like yeah. he, uh, he signed an extension, um, and then it was pivoted to Kyrie is trying to recruit LeBron to play mm-hmm. for the Dallas Mavericks, which also I don't really think is possible to happen. Um, am I wrong about that? Uh, uh, well, they have. This wasn't, though, let's be honest, this was not a, this was a disingenuous, this was a clutch story that was telling, it was telling Rob Palinka how to trade for Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that he, he was just, he's like, I can't really, technically, it might be tampering, so I'm going to just say that I want LeBron to come to my team. Yeah. And no one will suspect how obvious that is. Clutch is, the, Clutch is very good at the tampering, uh, paying Contavious Caldwell Pope something like 35, getting him $35 million from the mm-hmm. Lakers so that uh, Rob Palenka could call his agent, LeBron, could call LeBron's agent directly yeah. without being illegal. Uh, yeah. Uh, but then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. Damian Lillard uh, likes to he likes to engage with his fans. Does a lot of Instagram lives. Called out Joel Embiid because he thought he was uh, dissing his teammates mm-hmm. during the playoffs. He went on a Showtime uh, boxing show mm-hmm. that is hosted by uh, an ESPN boxing and basketball uh, reporter. Mm-hmm. And during that appearance, uh, the reporter asked him about trade rumors, uh, saying that there were rumors that. Dame should go to the Knicks, the Nets, the Heat, or the Celtics. And he asked Dame which of those places uh, he would prefer. Uh And Lillard said that the Heat would be his top choice and that he would also like to play with the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. So um, didn't have to answer that question. uh, He did not. um, (laughs) But you know who loves attention? Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. He uh, likes, he his likes his favorite thing to do is get people talking. He loves to stir the pot. What he likes to do <laughs> is make suggestions that he should be traded while maintaining that, that he's, he's the loyal guy who yeah. will never request a trade. Yeah. And I kind of feel like the Portland organization, again, I don't know what Jody Allen wants to do. Besides steal uh, dinosaur bones. Yeah, steal dinosaur bones. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, sexually, and sexually harass, harass bodyguards. bodyguards. Those, yeah. are, those are big things. Or, or uh, you know, baseball Hall of Famer Joe Cronin, the 175-year-old former <laughs> Washington Senator shortstop who's running the Trailblazers. But uh, it's kind of at an impasse where, where Lillard's comes to the edge of asking for a trade. Like when mm-hmm. he said he wasn't interested in another in young rebuild. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Portland has the number three pick in the draft. Now that's not, he, you know, specifically he's kind of asking them to trade for a veteran, but at the same time, he's kind of suggesting that mm-hmm. uh, he should be traded. In the same way, this is like, 
Well, he didn't demand a trade, but he certainly said two places where he'd like to be traded. Mm -hmm. So I guess there's nuance there, but... uh, No. Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of no new yeah. nuance, uh, <laughs> Steve Kerr was on Draymond Green's podcast mm-hmm. this week. And, Great uh, sign. Yeah. Great sign for the team. And he uh, was talking about the Heat, and he was like, what's so beautiful about the Heat is they're all bought in. None of their role players are complaining about playing time. Yep. <laughs> and so now uh, poor Jonathan Kaminga, uh-huh. who just was like, I just want to know if I'm playing from night to night. Yeah. Uh, is trending on Twitter every single day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm sure that noise will die down when he's working out in different major cities every day during the summer. Yeah. That's what he's planning to do. Um, just a real stable situation. I'm sure, I'm sure the steady hand of Mike Dunleavy Jr. will write that ship. Um, I don't. I don't know if Steve Kerr. Maybe he could have done that podcast after the draft, or mm-hmm. and things were more. But you know, uh, he's a, he's a he's a he's part of the Phil Jackson coaching tree. Anytime you can uh, shade your own players in the media for no reason, you got to do it. You know. Yeah. I'm, uh, you, I'm kind of okay with him shading Jordan Poole. Yes, me too. <laughs> so I'm like, eh. I know Kaminga is sort of unfair where it's almost like, I mean, clearly he has some moments of maybe uh, not as much seriousness as yeah. you'd like, but uh, he's also a young man from the Congo mm-hmm. who like left his family to play basketball. Who also played basketball. really well this year and then wasn't playing for no reason. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I gotta say the the Warriors will be free agent suitors for uh, Gabe Vincent and Haywood Highsmith. This yeah, I don't I even know think if that's Haywood gonna happen. Um, all right, <laughs> we talked about the finals. Uh, sh- should we talk to our friend Joe Quizala, Sean? Actually, yeah, there is it. one thing oh, I yeah. want to talk about the finals we haven't mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Sean, is it weird? That every time I turn the finals, I look at the TV and I turn the the a Miami Heat game on. I'm surprised Cody Zeller is there. <laughs> no, it feels like he like wandered out there. Because okay, it's one thing to see Kevin Love there because Kevin was playing all year and yeah. then got benched for a little while, but mm-hmm. like you know went to the Heat and then immediately started. Cody Zeller was not in the NBA. Yeah. And I'm not even sure when he exactly left the NBA. <laughs> but it feels like he's been gone for more than a year. Uh, there's no one in the league who's bald in the same way that he is. Mm-hmm. He's wearing is like, a lot of uh, accessories, too. Yeah, it's like Mike... <laughs> Mi- he got, like, Mike Miller's old blocker and just put everything yeah, just on had at once. stuff in it still, yeah. And sometimes you'll just see a strap and you're like, I'm not even really sure what that's connected to like <laughs> like i know he's protecting his body but not really a specific part of his body mm-hmm. it's yep. weird it's really uh, it's, weird it's, it's unsettling <laughs> yeah it it feels like he like won a contest wandered mm-hmm. in like like a bus broke down and they had to suit up a coach or like an mm-hmm. equipment manager you know what you know what it is it's like the version of uh, like the the high school team's last game of the season, where the team manager gets to come in. 
Yeah, yeah. Only as the finals, and he's guarding Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's uh, not playing bad. We should say no, he it's really, just, he really he it's just isn't. a jarring. It's a very jarring visual. Yeah, that happens. He, the um, other thing is that Cody Zeller, while being again not even a bad NBA player, but um, was an NBA player for the Charlotte Hornets forever. So you would almost never see him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when your team played there, but like, he's not going to be on TNT. Right. Uh, anyway, it's like the opposite of Kevin Love, who I feel like we think about all the time, or maybe I just think about him all the time. I don't know. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about in the finals is that, uh, did you notice... Uh, Jeff Van Gundy monologuing about how what? you pronounce Christian. Pro- oh, no. well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all terrible. He's. Oh man. It, it, oh, we, we, I do want to mention this. Um, the Dallas Mavericks apparently are interested in getting Jeff Van Gundy back on the sidelines as uh, one of Jason Kidd's assistants. Mm-hmm. Please do. Uh, but also hire Mark Jackson. Uh, like, we need how? them both. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he he was talking about how he can't believe that Christian Brown's name is pronounced like that, even though it's spelled B-A-B-R-A-U-N. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to find the clip. Uh, he has been doing this all season long. Mm-hmm. Yep. He started doing this in November mm-hmm. uh, during a game that the Nuggets weren't playing in. <laughs> uh, it was it was like a it was like a Cavs Celtics game, and he was complaining about it. He's complain he complained about it during the Lakers series, and in this game, he just kept. He said it was like if his name was spelled Van Gundy and he pronounced it Jones. That's not Whereas true. Brown is not really that rare a name. Even Mm-mm. it's like it's it's just German. It's it's also like he knows that many last names are phonetically similar and spelled differently mm-hmm. often just due to forms um anyway it's also crazy. i should say why you brought him up shouts to christian brown good oh, yeah, game, man. game yeah um he, he uh i believe he has a chance to be the first player since magic johnson if i'm not mistaken to win an NCAA title and an NBA title back to back. Well, for that to happen, I'm not thinking about for that to happen, though, he's got to. Uh, uh, Jokic needs to be hurt for game seven and Christian Brown. Christian Brown needs to start at center. center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Jeff Van Gundy still refusing to call him anything but Braun. Um, yes, we even put up a graphic that's like he says his name's Brown. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a lie. Um, <laughs> all right, there's one last piece of news we need to talk about, Sean, and that is, of course, what's up, Suns fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. Coach oh, Frank back. Vogel is the coach of the Phoenix Suns. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he will not be coaching Chris Paul, who is being who has been waived three days ago. <laughs> Um, but the first thing Coach Frank Vogel said he wanted, Sean, he was going to get in in DeAndre Ayton's ass. <laughs> okay, big men, big men love Frank Vogel. Uh, everybody knows if anyone can get can get uh, someone who is not motivated to be mm-hmm. motivated, it's someone who sounds like this when they talk. What's up, Suns fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what's up, DeAndre Ayton? Please stop playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> look, I, look, he he has produced the one acceptable Dwight Howard season yeah. in the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got he, Anthony Roy Davis. To, gets, he, yeah. yeah, he got Anthony Davis to play hard to play. most of the games. Um. Uh, when when he when Roy hit he and Wright were Hibbert parted ways Roy Hibbert became a full-time Parks and Rec guest star Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's the man who convinced Nikola Vucevic to start shooting threes Mm -hmm. which means I'm very sorry Chicago Bulls fans that's the reason uh, you don't have Franz Wagner (laughs) and you won't even get Grady Dick the most future Orlando Magic player in this Um, all right. Should we talk to our friend Joe Quazala, the host of Who Cares About the Rock Hall and uh, stand-up comic extraordinaire who has a new special out? We brought him on to talk about uh, the rock and roll storylines of the NBA Finals. Um, so here are Sean and I talking to Joe. We're here with a friend, comedian, rock and roll Hall of Fame voter, uh, host of the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, and more importantly, a man who has a special that you can watch right now. It's our friend Joe Quazala. Joe, how are you doing? Hey guys, it's uh, it's so nice to be here talking b-ball yeah. with the boys. <laughs> the boys, the Look, boys. Full disclosure: Joe doesn't know that much about basketball. True. Um, but. He does have a new special out that we would all like you to watch, which is why That's he's so on nice. today. Yes, it's it's called Ooh La La. It is available on YouTube. It's on Helium Comedy Studios YouTube page, and um, yeah, it's it's. I'm very proud of it. It's it's funny, and if you like if you like these boys, you're gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, yes, you came up with an idea some ideas to talk to Joe, who's a music expert as well as a comedian. Uh, Do you want to, do you want to bring up some NBA finals storylines for Joe, the music man? I mean, we're, we're being very current here talking about uh, the, the details of the NBA finals that are going on right now. Uh, The Denver Nuggets, uh, basically the Lumineers team, uh, the Denver Nuggets are Mm -hmm. up two one over the Miami Heat sound machine, as we call them. <laughs> yeah. uh, the yeah, glorious Stefan lovers. Uh, here's the first question I have is, uh, it seems like maybe it's because they have such a celebrity crowd, but um, there are a lot of famous people who get kicked out of Miami Heat games, mm-hmm. either from being abusive to players or, uh, I guess, other fans. I don't know. So I'm going to say... You, this is a question. I'm I'm going to list three musicians who have been kicked out or will inevitably be kicked out. And you just just pick which one you think is most likely to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, first, we have Jimmy Buffett, mm-hmm. okay. who was kicked out, I think, for being abusive to a referee. Yeah, he was cursing at a referee. And then there's a really famous quote where Pat, a uh, really funny quote where Pat Riley was on the sidelines and he asked the referee how he kicked out Jimmy Buffett. What, are you not a parent head? And then the the referee didn't know what that meant and almost gave Pat Riley a technical because he thought he was being called a name. A slur. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, now, technically, this artist was not kicked out, but his manager was a flow rider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to happen, I think, before the end of the NBA finals. Uh, DJ Khaled is your third mm-hmm. choice. Now, is he is he's a visible and, and noticeable presence at these games? Yes, very he, visible. DJ Khaled is like wandering onto the court after <laughs> these. Yeah, it's very much like. Well, we'll we'll get into uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so just to start out, yeah, just to start with those Colin three guys, or Flow Rider. I'll have a I have a little more to say about musicians wandering onto the court. Yeah, um, I I strongly believe that if Jimmy Buffett made a ballot, he would get in immediately because he has the name recognition, which often is is the most important thing for getting in. Um, and I think he has like he's friends with uh, all of, like the old rockers, mm-hmm. like he's buddies with the Eagles and and everybody else. Uh, he might have inducted the Eagles now that I now that I think about it. <laughs> like, I think he gave I think he gave the speech uh, to induct those guys. He was like, I'm only friends with jerks. And my best friends are the Eagles. The both the Eagles and Jimmy Buffett are rep by power manager uh, to the stars Irving Azoff, who has been known to grease the wheels. He's on the board of the Rock Hall, but he's a very powerful player. He could, if he really wanted to, and I I wouldn't put it uh, outside of the realm of possibility. He like almost single handedly could probably get Jimmy Buffett into the Rock Hall, and he could do it soon because. Mr. Buffett ain't no spring chicken, but it seems like yeah. he's uh, is he how how current is his uh, are his outbursts at the game? Uh, not very it's, current. It's a while. Yeah, it's been, I think a, it's been like 20 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. So 15 to 20 years. Yeah. yeah. OK, got it. Yeah. Um, it, the thing yeah, about he, Buffett is that like his legend looms large, but like push comes to shove. Y- you don't know more than two songs. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm not even sure I could tell you what Cheeseburger in Paradise sounds like. I just know what the title of the song. It, right. It's it sounds like um, Cheeseburger in yeah, yeah, Paradise. It sounds like a made up rock song. Uh, yeah. yeah. At one point, like he does like the clap, clap, clap. And he's like, I like mine with lettuce and tomato. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes, uh, Hans 57 in French fried potatoes. Fried potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, now I'm going to be working out to this song uh, <laughs> in a while. Uh, that, you know, Irving Azoff also has a big connection to uh, the New York Knicks because he yes. has some kind of connection with Madison Square Garden. Yes. And uh, they basically like uh, he and the Knicks owner, who was a rocker himself, mm-hmm. uh, the front man of JD and the straight John shots. Dorian. Is that his name? Uh, uh, James, James Dolan. Dolan. James yeah. Dolan. Okay. Uh, he, yeah. he often pulls the strings that his band is the opening act for the Eagles at MSG. Yeah. Often, Which uh, you can do if you own MSG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, all, well, the other funny thing I heard about that is when JD and the straight shot plays MSG, they just give away their merch for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Um, Azoff MSG Entertainment is the is the venture. Yeah, uh, so they they basically so you know how the Clippers are uh, opening a new state, new arena in Inglewood, mm-hmm. uh, the Intuit Dome. What a <laughs> classic name! Um, they he and James Dolan basically extorted. How much? How much do you think they had to pay? Basically, they they sold they they basically forced the Clippers. 
to buy the forum uh to like stave off harassment lawsuits yeah because it was like competing vent musical venue so yeah so irving azoff like (laughs) stole a couple hundred million dollars from clippers owner steve ballmer yeah (laughs) right this is this is one of three entries underneath the subheading controversy on irving azoff's (laughs) wikipedia page the second one down uh, yeah they, they were trying to buy the city government of inglewood which i didn't even realize had a separate city government than just yeah. los angeles um oh and then florida's manager get kicked out i believe during the nba finals when the heat were playing the san antonio spurs is that right joey that sounds right um, i don't yeah because he couldn't have gotten kicked out during the bubble didn't he get kicked out of the Knicks game when they were playing the Knicks too, or was that he was just being obnoxious then? I don't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. He was he was ejected from the 2013 conference finals Great. for arguing with uh, uh, Jeff Pendergraf. Now there's plenty of um, non musical performer awards in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are the chances Flo Rida's manager uh, gets one? <laughs> Man, yeah. Uh, gosh, well, you know, does if they do the ceremony in Miami, he has that's he has his best <laughs> shot, no doubt. It's funny. It's like hard to it's hard to search Flo Rida because they yeah because his name is like, Florida. Yeah, yeah, you mean Florida? <laughs> his name before google existed (laughs) i mean i started a comedy show called the business so i'm not on google yeah (laughs) our show is called the round ball rock sean it is also ungoogleable because uh oh i think we lost joey for a moment he just froze i think you're back are you back you are am i back back. okay you're back (laughs) Um, sorry well do you guys know who 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 flow right as manager is I don't know his name. I don't know his name. <laughs> it's what he has one name uh-huh. and it's Freezy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like looking for like, you know, D- Dave Lewis. Like I, uh-huh. I thought it would just be but no, it's <laughs> right, like, right, right. It's the guy named Freezy. All right. Uh so yeah, the um I guess I guess probably he's there probably aren't a lot of managers. Well, there's probably some managers in the there's lots. Rock and roll Hall of Fame. I mean, Irving Azoff yeah. himself yeah. is in the is in the oh. hall. Sean, you basically, know? if you have worked for Bruce Springsteen at any point, you are in the Rock and Roll Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. His lawyer is in, his agent and his manager. Isn't that correct? Yes, you know? and yeah. uh, his backing band and his engineer. Yeah, and every, yeah. Truly, it's like because John Landau, his manager, was is a high, he's a big player in the hall, and so he can kind of have anybody he wants be inducted which is uh very cool mm-hmm. we like this yeah yeah like freezy <laughs> like if if freezy free what freezy has to do is he has to cozy up to john landau yeah. and irving yeah, Azoff, yeah. and then he's you know he's he's good as 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 gold yeah um oh okay so dj Khaled, are there a lot of djs in the rock and roll hall of fame well, you've got Grandmaster Flash. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Jam Master J. Mm-hmm. Like okay. some some of the hip hop groups, like DJ Yella. I mean, I guess Dre is a is a DJ mm-hmm. to, to some oh, degree. Yeah. Yeah. Like when there are DJs in a hip hop group, 
Uh, and this year, DJ Cool Herc, who is just straight mm-hmm. up a DJ, never released a, a record or anything. He's getting inducted. Well, as Dick Clark, he's player. also in, isn't. Um, yeah, I mean, Dick Clark yeah. is in. I guess you would call him a DJ. And Alan Freed is yeah, I was in the gonna fir- say, first year. The Payola year. man, um, mm-hmm. also in. Which yeah. is, is sad because Dick Clark was also a Payola man, but just yeah. really took the fall <laughs> for all of it. But like, I am surprised that like Wolfman Jack and like some of those other kind of influential DJs are not in. Yeah. They kind of kind of stopped it after after Freed. Uh, DJ Khaled is not eligible until twenty thirty one. Yeah, good good luck, good luck His to DJ Khaled. Chances are listed at five uh, percent on future, future rock, rock legends. legends. The, yeah. the greatest website of all time when it comes yeah. to appearing on Joe's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're we're in the pocket of big future rock legends, no doubt. Great resource. I'm on it right now. Is DJ Lethal going to get in? <laughs> only only <laughs> until DJ Scribbles gets in. <laughs> what about the guy who wears the headphones uh, and plays the bass at the same time in uh, Linkin Park? Is that is Mike Shinoda? No, 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 no. He's just the okay, bass this player. Is, this is just a guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I used to make a. Jo- I used to have a joke when I first started doing stand up that he was actually listening to different music while performing <laughs> in Lincoln Park. Um. Yeah. No. But the thing is, if Lincoln Park gets in, which is like, I'm not convinced they will, but there's definitely an argument because they were big enough. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe that dude is a member, and I think yeah. they would they would induct him, even though you know his contributions were. Um, you know, dubious. Um, who, would, who would this be? Jo- Joe Hahn, turntables, samples, programming. <laughs> what are the chances? All right, so Sean, Jimmy Buffett's not in, but the yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers were ejected from a game. Are they the only Ooh. rock and roll Hall of Famers as a group? From I'm a curious game? how many. How many of them? What well, was like, just Anthony Kiedis that was ejected from the game okay. for yeah. fighting, attempting he to, fight, to Chris fight Paul. Chris Paul yeah. of the Houston Rockets at and the And this time. was recently. This was like three years ago. Um, yeah, LeBron was on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. It must have been uh, 2018. It was the first game of the season, I believe, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And he had a real bad mustache when he was trying to do it. Well, was Flea also kicked out? I don't Flea remember. He was not kicked out. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he was, was probably there. Flea oh, he was, was yelling. Yeah. But Anthony was like much more. Like trying to get on the court. <laughs> well, I believe they've had a war of words with Chris Paul in the past. Mm-hmm. So that's the way Flea described it. I don't think Anthony Kiedis has actually uh, publicly commented on it. And uh, Flea also implied that the Lakers just let anthony come back and sit somewhere else mm-hmm. so he didn't have to go to like staple center jail or anything like that <laughs> uh i mean That's it really does funny. seem like anthony kiedis does often uh evade being thrown in jail in his life um or <laughs> you know they we'll, were... we'll leave it at that <laughs> the chili peppers were banned from uh performing on sesame street though mm. Because of their uh, legal, because they, they could put the puppet on their cock. Yeah, I mean that's what they were worried about. Basically, I believe they've been uh, arrested for uh, illegal muppeting. Actually. All right, Sean, <laughs> what's the next thing you'd like to ask Joe about? Okay, so uh, are you familiar with uh, Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat? Joe? Uh, yes, to to some degree. Uh, just like I know that he's he's pretty much like the star player of of mm-hmm. right yeah. of the Heat at the moment, and like. 
yeah, people are excited about him. Yeah, that's all. But that's pretty much all I know. Well, about, you also about lived in Chicago, which he's like a, a Chicago legend there because he was. On yeah, the Bulls yeah, he, for he a was long he was time. on the Bulls when I was there. Uh, so sure. But like very, very little info uh, beyond that that I have about Mr. Butler. Well, so the, before the, Sean gets into his music, oh yeah, I'll tell you, Jimmy Butler once gave a quote where yeah. he said he takes all the rearview mirrors off of his car because he doesn't like looking backwards. Yes. This and this this guy English is his first language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he later claimed he was just joking, and the reporter was very credulous about that. <laughs> uh, but he is from Texas. He is a big country music fan, and now he is kind of the alpha dog of the Miami Heat locker room, which means um, in NBA seniority standards, you get to control the music now. That used to be hilarious. <laughs> I when... wish the listeners could see Joe's face light up when he just heard this. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what that meant was that uh, for many years, LeBron James uh, was a big Pandora user, mm-hmm. but he refused to pay for ad-free Pandora. That's so funny. So he would be like in him. the weight room. This is this is like five years ago, six yeah. years ago. This is you know when he was still in Cleveland the Cavaliers would be like working out and LeBron would be like rapping along to Jay-Z and then a commercial would cut in (laughs) for like a minute and people would, you know, the other players were like, don't you make like thirty million dollars a year? You're and LeBron's literally like, a billionaire. And LeBron is just, LeBron's stance is just, I don't pay for apps, and yeah. so allegedly he also uh, does not pay for mobile data. So when they're traveling, like at the airport, he waits till he's like close enough to a Starbucks, and then he you can get that Wi-Fi, Texas yeah. Mail, or something like that. Uh, so Pand- Pandora did eventually when the story came out, they did give him uh, a free, a, a free ad free mm-hmm. Pandora. But that he, sucks. He I, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking be a weird baby about it yeah. and, and get it for free. Yeah. I mean, he, he, now to be fair, he didn't ask about it. Dwayne Wade was making fun of him and he was mm-hmm. just like, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. Um, Okay, so Jimmy Butler is from Texas, and he likes to blast uh, country music. He likes to play Morgan Wallen, um, which uh, apparently uh, noted noted white player uh, Cody Zeller really enjoys that um okay yeah morgan gonna... wallen is a, a, a problematic is a, I guess, yeah. the, the <laughs> definition <laughs> of problematic but yeah morgan wallen's like i mean like a true crossover like he has had the number one song on the pop charts too like recently so yeah. uh he um he was in a uh of ultra commercial mm-hmm. uh also a hilarious thing for him to endorse where he well sure i mean Michelob ultra is the beer for athletes yeah <laughs> right 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 right. like like that's how they market i talked to somebody who worked at uh because i think i want to say Michelob ultra is is anheuser-busch i forget like who but they were like yeah Michelob ultra all the ads we cater to like people who work out yeah. <laughs> like athletes and it's mm-hmm. so stupid but like that's just like historically who drinks Michelob Ultra? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it'll be somebody like sprinting, an Olympic 
swimmer sprinting <laughs> off the blocks and then it's like ooh, cool down with a nice refreshing <laughs> mu baby <laughs> But uh, in so, that yeah, commercial, yeah. Sean, do you mm-hmm. want to tell Joe what's going on in it? Uh, well, he's listening to Hall and Oates. Yeah. <laughs> and singing okay. along. Singing along. Uh, yeah, you make my dreams come true? Yes. Yes. Got, yeah, gotta yeah, be that one. Yeah. 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 It's like, is uh, this is this going to be uh, an un- <laughs> a not very inventive uh, commercial? Then it's got to be <laughs> you make my dreams. So, uh, but his favorite group uh, is a band that just became eligible for the rock hall of fame uh, in 2022. It's uh, a top selling platinum artist from Canada, a group called Nickelback. Wow. So there's a story about how uh, Jimmy Butler led the team in scoring and lost a very close game and then afterwards was playing and singing along to exclusively Nickelback songs in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then starts talking to a uh, 42-year-old Udonis Haslam, uh, who is the oldest player of the NBA, who's just been on the heat for, I don't know, 20 years at this yeah. point? Probably 20 years. Uh, he's like a coach that's also on the roster. And here's the quote from Udonis Haslam. He's just explaining the song to me, Haslam said. A lot of times the reason why people might diss or whatever is because they don't understand the song or they don't even give it a chance to listen. They just immediately shit on it. Once he started telling me what Chad Kroger was saying and I started (laughs) listening to it, then it all made sense. I mean, I respect it on some level just because it's like it's come back around where it's become such a hack joke that Nickelback like sucks, like Mm -hmm. they're the punching bag where it's like now if you're just into Nickelback for real, a part of me is like, okay, that's that's like an interesting move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I sort of can't tell exactly because it also seemed like he might have been mad at his teammates for letting it him was down. punishment. Yeah. And like, you're <laughs> listening to Nickelback. And he's said before that his leadership style is that he doesn't want anyone to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he also this week, I mean, this is not music related, but he also gave a big interview where he just lied about going to an escape room. Uh, So the other team wouldn't know he was working on like a special jumper. Oh, boy. He's a weird guy. Strange man. Does seem weird. I look to see uh, on the other side, like Nikola Jokic, like what his... uh, what his music is and it's like uh traditional serbian yeah joey yeah. i have a link in the description if you want to i don't know if we can play that uh i have to pull it out hold on okay um uh well uh, judge i was gonna ask you the thing is we'll have this on our new patreon podcast what mm-hmm. happened to the traditional serbian folk music hall of fame uh it's actually <laughs> only one episode long because the answer is uh, NATO troops bombed it in the mid nineties, uh, so it's been great. destroyed. Great Good God! <laughs> Good Lord! And, and which we don't support. No, that was wrong. We don't no. like NATO. No. <laughs> Famously. Uh, also, shout, shout like, out oh, to God. shout out to Jerry Butler, uh, Rock Hall inductee, with the uh, the impressions. Uh, you know, not related to Jimmy Butler as far as I know. But <laughs> um, all right, here is this is the audio for me. Uh, 
um, from a video of Nikola Jokic dancing to his favorite Serbian music. It might be a little quiet, but... Weird. Yeah. Uh, there was also that, remember, Sean, there was that video of Nikola Jokic dancing shirtless at like a, uh, like a classic kind of Euro DJ situation where the guy uh-huh. might as well have been playing Sandstorm. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, really yeah. like, <laughs> it, it's like a thing you would accidentally do when, like, backpackers would accidentally arrive at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what is this? And then uh, the... we should also mention there was also that time, music-wise, with Jimmy Butler, where he forced Team USA to do a sing-along with him coming home from the Olympics to Vanessa Carlton's "A Thousand Miles." Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> on sweet. the team plane. I like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guys will say like, "Look." If you like a DJ with variety, Jimmy Butler will literally play anything. So it's good to know. Um, what are Nickelback's chances of getting in the Rock Hall? Oh yeah, that was my that was the question. Yeah, huge sales, th- huge sales, huge sales. But like, has any band quite become the punching bag that they have been? Like, they will need uh, my feeling. Well, journey. Is they, Journey was for like 10 but, years, but not to that, not to the degree. I don't think there was ever like a moment where you could say, huh, this guy's a fan of Journey and every type of audience would understand that that meant it sucked. <laughs> yeah. I think Journey always had like unironic fans and like Nickelback does to some extent, but like the, yeah, like, the country dark... of Canada, you are ignoring <laughs> the country of Canada. Yeah, right. But I just, I think the dark cloud of of like the their name being synonymous with music that sucks is going to be a very difficult thing to overcome and i think it would take a long time and i think there would need to be some sort of rep reclamation era mm-hmm. from like maybe the zoomers or another generation after them like it's yeah. gonna have to like we we will be very old <laughs> yeah before yeah. that even is like entertained like i can't think of a rock band like that like you can have like a pop act that's synonymous with shittiness but mm-hmm. i can't really remember like a big band that's exactly cuz creed know. didn't even like hit those levels even I mean, though it, it should have been creed creed is worse <laughs> but been creed i don't think, I think creed is worse uh but i think nickelback's still, name the same. is so bad too yeah also, he he has like a bad haircut a and a punchable face. Yeah. yeah, he has a look that you want to make fun of, uh, just in general. Um, uh, yeah, and well, also, um, I don't think Creed has that much of a catalog, whereas Nickelback really has a lot of songs. I think, with number one hits, like well, on you the will pop remind charts. me, was the most played radio song of the two thousands, like the Wild. whole decade. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, they they the sales are are hard to uh hard to deny. But you know, you look at like if the question is like will <laughs> to take an inductee that's that's finally getting in this year, it's like will it will Nickelback have to wait less time than the spinners? Probably. 
probably not. I mean, like they will. Uh, yeah. Will they have to wait almost 40 years? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like, yeah, it's I also mean, important to realize, like, Harry Nilsson still is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, if you uh, look at, yeah. like, who isn't in, and then you think about Chad and the boys, it's like, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. have to we'll have to see. I can't imagine who their advocate is, exactly. That's know? the other thing, is, like, ultimately, the, even though there's, like, a lot of industry rot, like, in the decision-making with the Rock Hall, people still love music (laughs) and like the yeah like jimmy butler they're a bunch of jimmy butlers yeah Yeah. uh or the or the ojs i think you brought that up before joey the song they love music all any kinds of kind music. of music. Any, any kind. Of music. <laughs> um, oh, that but, song's yeah. the best. Um, all right. uh, I wanted to just a, a quick hits before we get into a really meaty one. Um, DeAndre Jordan, while he is a fan of Future, his second favorite uh, musical act is One Direction. Okay, how uh, old is DeAndre Jordan? He's, he's not in his mid thirties. Thirty four. He's yeah. yeah. He's 34, yeah. 35. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't add up. Yeah. He, he's also <laughs> not the here. NBA center of his era that like dated a Disney Channel star. Either. Yeah. That was that was a different guy. So, <laughs> um, but I guess like maybe is One Direction going to be uh, thought of differently? because of solo careers of their individual yes, members absolutely. you think yeah that's yeah. probably like that yeah. will that will help them be taken a little bit more seriously even though it's just the sometimes people try to compare one direction to like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys and it was like they didn't have close to the success like sheer dominance mm-hmm. culturally and hit songs that like people knew even though they were adults you know right also they that's, were a fake band made up for a tv show all right yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah like you don't you don't know you're beautiful that's like literally the only song that i could tell you from one direction and that's uh like backstreet boys and nsync had like so many hits that just like completely were ubiquitous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um Okay, so Tyler Hero is an injured uh, shooting guard for the Miami Heat. He is the one uh, player in this series who has uh, a hit a song, song named, after, named him, after him. Yeah, which is a uh, a Jack Harlow song. Uh, I know Tyler it's Hero. early. I know it's early, but uh, <laughs> does Jack Harlow have a chance at the Rock Hall of Fame? I will say, you know, like this is a guy who's famous enough to host SNL and mm-hmm. like start to be in movies and stuff. And mm-hmm. that's always a sign that like this could be a guy that's a, that's around like the industry is really like behind him in a weird way. So mm-hmm. maybe, but like it's way too early to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he is not eligible for 13 more years. <laughs> I'm that, actually surprised. He yeah, I was going to say like 2011. That's real. That is really surprising. Yeah, I. How old is this fucker? Twenty five. Wait, so he was like thirteen. Like, what do you? (laughs) That counts. Yeah, it counts. But like, let me. I'm looking this up. This is even Wikipedia says this. This might be future rock legends. Well, extra credit, extra credit, self released, but like. My man was what? Uh, 13. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, he moved. Let's see. He was uh, began rapping at age twelve. Used a used a Guitar Hero microphone and laptop to record songs. Uh, they made a CD, ripping and rapping. <laughs> Sold copies at their school. So that yeah, I mean, I, get, count. <laughs> I don't know if, if like a self release thing should count. Um, yeah. When it's like literally like you burned you were a CD. Twelve and you yeah. sold CDs at your school. That should not count. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think so either. But you know, it's yeah. These mixtapes. At any rate, I say we need to delay the Harlow. <laughs> um, uh, he's also been in the uh, well, the Rock. I will say one thing about the um, White Man Can Jump remake which currently has a 27% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, good score, good score. Better than thought, a man maybe. named Robert Daniels said it was as unimaginative as it is corny, as dull as it is cheap, and as unfulfilling as any cash grab for a well-known property could possibly be. Great. So that's not positive. Um, <laughs> he'll probably do some more acting. Though. That was his first one. They, that's a weird movie because normally when you put, uh, you know, kind of an inexperienced uh, performer mm-hmm. like Jack Harlow, you try to put a lot of like support around them. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, make it look alongside, good. you know, professional act. All of her first movies are like, let's just have her talking to Rosanna Arquette. Oh yeah, gosh, put her with an Arquette. Like, or in yeah. Beatty, you know? Yeah. Um, and they just got a um, former semi-pro basketball player. And then they, <laughs> the director is the guy who made the Old Town Road video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, uh, we, we try our best, don't we? Yeah. yeah, this is another, not unlike Freezy, the director of <laughs> White Men Can't Jump is also a one-named person named Cal Matic. Cal Matic. Mm-hmm. Great. He also made the LeBron James House Party remake, with, which I'm not sure mm. anyone saw. <laughs> wow. That's like two two in a row of like very similar uh, vibe remakes that like kind of went under the radar. Yeah. He's the go-to guy for that. Calamatic yeah. is. If you, <laughs> if you wanna make if you wanna make a remake of a product of a um some IP that you are Running out of time owning, you call Calmatic. <laughs> call Calmatic. Keep the rights in the family. I oh will say, I mean, that's quite a come up. He was directing Super Bowl commercials like two years ago. So, um, Good all right, job. Chun. Uh, we told Joe 45 minutes, we're at 32 Sorry. minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's get, get into to... something you have done more research for for anything we've ever done on this podcast. It is true. Um, <laughs> so the 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 Miami Heat are the most adjacent to rock and roll royalty because of the presence of power forward Kevin Love, yes. the nephew of Beach Boys frontman Mike Love, the, the worst son, man in rock and roll, <laughs> the son of former <laughs> NBA player Stan Love, who was also like Brian Wilson's personal bodyguard at some point. No, Dennis Incredible. Wilson's. Oh, Dennis. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. No, but um, it's not a bodyguard. It was more like a hostage situation that Mike Love put him in because he was doing too many drinks and drugs. Yeah. So uh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia says it was Brian. It might have also been Brian, but there's yeah. definitely a point in Mike Love's book where he's alluding to the fact that Dennis was such a mess. He made 
his brother Stan Love move in with him and do push-ups and training every day to stop him from drinking. And it was a real hostage situation. Uh, Good God, sort of these, thing. these, the Beach Boys and their <laughs> and their wellness hostage takers, yeah. it's really like rough, rough uh, time. Yeah, he, um, he. This says he was employed alongside professional model Rocky Pamplin. Uh, was trying to make Brian more productive, often by physical force. Mm-hmm. And later, uh, in 1982, uh, he committed a home invasion on Dennis Wilson. Yeah. And assault. Yeah, yeah. He beat uh, him up with a rotary phone. So um, I really did my best to finish the audiobook of Mike Love's incredibly self-serving uh, memoir, uh-huh. but I have only gotten to him bragging about how good their albums in uh, the early seventies are. Mm-hmm. Good God, uh, uh, he! Uh, you did get to the best chapter though, which is him in India being Manson. annoying oh, oh, with yeah, the yeah, Beatles. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. So, um, <laughs> let me give. Let me just give you Kevin Love's one answer to this. Well, first he off, he seems like a normal guy. Let's introduce. Uh, let's just listen to a little bit of Mike Love's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame acceptance speech. One of the craziest things I've ever heard. I know Mick Jagger won't be here tonight. He's going to have to stay in England. But I'd like to see us in the Coliseum and him Limley Stadium because he's always been chicken shit to get on stage with the Beach Boys. That's right. Just, uh, uh challenging Mick Jagger for no reason in his uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame acceptance Well, speech. Mike Love really hates the Rolling Stones. There's a point in that where he, um, they're playing a show at some, fe- they're on the same bill in a show in Alabama in the 60s, and Mike Love just repeats this, like, somewhat clearly, like, a racist state slogan that he yells before the set to get the crowd on their side because he's because they're having to follow the Rolling Stones <laughs> and he's like really proud of himself. He also keeps claiming at various points that like Surfing USA is a patriotic song. <laughs> and then he spends like two sentences talking about how they actually stole the song from Chuck Berry, but it was okay because he was in jail at the time. <laughs> Mike, I don't think you understand uh, anything. Also, like what uh, there's there's plenty of of things to take apart with Mike Love's speech, but that particular line, he's like, I'd like to see, you know, them at the Rolling Stones at the Coliseum and and us at at Wembley Stadium, mm-hmm. but I never will because they've been too chicken shit to get on stage with the Beach Boys. But You're asking that... them to be at different, yeah, at different, different places. stadiums. Yeah, uh, it's, that's not the problem. Okay, uh, it's like also he wanted to do a play home the Coliseum home. all the yeah. time. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> what on earth? What on what is this world that he, he's living in? It's very, very strange. Yeah. So. um the, yeah, so the part Joey's talking about is they, Mike Love goes to meet the Maharishi uh, in, in India. India. It's the in best like part 1965, of 1966, yeah. and he's there with all of the Beatles, plus Mia Farrow and her <laughs> younger sister Prudence. And essentially, when you when you get to the later part about 
um dennis wilson being tricked by charles manson you just realize that all of the beach boys were kind of not that smart and they were pretty easily tricked like they get <laughs> they get tricked by every manager they have they get tricked by the record company they get tricked they get, by mike love they get tricked by mike love eventually <laughs> yes um but but it's like um he he just he meets the Maharishi once and is just like, well, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Um, meanwhile, while he's there, the Beatles are basically writing the White Album, and at least three of the songs are making fun of things or people that Mike Love really believes in. So there's Dear Prudence, which is about Mia Farrow's sister, when John Lennon's like, go outside basically it's like touch grass the song mm-hmm. and mike love angrily reports that john lennon was dead wrong about prudence because she went on to become a yoga teacher so there <laughs> checkmate uh he also claims that he wrote the bridge for uh back in the ussr yeah, a he's song like that is clearly <laughs> making, making fun, fun of him of directly the yeah. yes yes god damn he it claims, so- he, he claims in the book they're like and i was just hanging out and they were like hey we wrote a kind of beach boys song you want to hear it and they played it for me and i was like he then claims to have like written the lyrics kind of and been like you need to talk about girls more yeah. like that wasn't like already the in song. the song yeah. <laughs> He's so like, you talking about Russia and Ukraine and uh <laughs> and uh he also talks about this okay I haven't heard the song I've only heard Mike Love read the lyrics on 1.8 speed because that's how fast I'm listening <laughs> to the audiobook because he narrates it himself um and it just seems like he's stealing Beatle Valor because he just has a terrible song about George Harrison that's like Oh, those times we were in India together, and they show like slides of it, and it's like he was there like a month. You know what I mean? Like the, the Beatles left. Uh, so uh, anyway, Kevin Love is uh, his nephew, and the Players Tribune did an interview with him. That's where Kevin Love is an editor at the Players mm-hmm. Tribune, editor in chief. He's on the masthead along with Derek Jeter. Yeah. And, uh, I know Derek. CC Sabana. Yeah, oh, that's you, right. yeah. Your friend Derek Jeter. <laughs> I know Derek. Good guy. I always point out Joe in the commercial when uh, it's playing in front of my parents, mm-hmm. and my dad's like, "Yep." And my mom, go- my mom always goes, "Wait, which one?" And I'm like, "It's <laughs> the only other." The, the guy who's not the, Derek the, the Jeter. Person, there's, there's three characters in the commercial. One of them is Derek Jeter, who uh, my aunt Kathy insists is related to us, by the way. And I'm like, there's, mm-hmm. so I, he's not. He is <laughs> very funny. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so play, they asked him um, what his favorite Beach Boys song was. And he said, I mean, I guess he asked himself, I don't know how this worked. I think it's a weirder question. Um, Good question, but tough. I grew up listening to the Beach Boys. Yeah, no shit. Um, I'd have to say God Only Knows is one of my all-time favorites. Oh, that's like, but that's that's like um, betraying his own blood, because that Mm -hmm. is like Mike Love's least favorite uh, Beach Boys song. Yeah. Because he is not on it. Uh... But if you're in a melancholy mood, I'm going to throw out a deep cut for you. I just wasn't made for these times. Not a deep Great. cut. Not a, not he, a only deep listen, it, he only he has listened, listened to, to Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds. Yeah. 
like I mean, I, I, that, that also is like fuck my uncle right yeah. like yeah <laughs> brian wilson's like opus like personal yeah, yeah. the I one mean, like, that I guess, like love has to weirdly like brag the, about and apologize and, for. and hate he hates it so much <laughs> yeah like no there's nothing he can say now that will make sense because he's already like he trashed it at the time and like was uh-huh. very like you know visibly uh and vocally upset during the recording and well you can also tell he was um really cranky about all the marketing and stuff because he sort of acknowledges that the terrible cover for pet sounds is his fault uh in the book but he's like yeah we we just didn't have anyone like brian epstein doing this like you're clearly yelling at all of them all the time uh there's also now, that amazing <laughs> there's that amazing story about him uh singing hang on to your ego and he's like he stops the recording he's like is this song about drugs brian yeah. the beach boys don't sing about drugs and it's funny because my mom is doing drugs it's mm-hmm. just he's he's drinking a lot and smoking pot uh it's just weird because the, in the book he seems like the world's oldest teenager <laughs> that, where yes. that's dick clark yeah <laughs> they're still wearing their uniforms until like 1970 um and he's just like so he's it's just weird because he is constantly he's like a sex addict but he also is like whoa there were naked girls at the when the mansons <laughs> came to my cousin's house <laughs> so uh but also apparently somebody possibly charles manson threatened him on the phone and mike love said because he was so tough in school uh living in a mansion and carrying around a knife uh he wasn't afraid of anyone and he said fuck you motherfucker come to manhattan beach and i'm gonna kill you <laughs> Which is maybe the toughest Manhattan Beach related <laughs> threat I've ever heard. Uh, and he Charles have, Manson uh... did not go on to murder him. Yeah. But he did record one of Charles Manson's songs. Although he's <laughs> like, we we changed some lyrics. We added our own Beach Boys spin. So d- my question is, who is more likely to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, seven-time NBA All-Star Kevin Love. Or Charles Manson, the <laughs> the deceased. You know, ultimately, it's going to come down to the fact that I don't think I, I, Kevin Love has released any music. <laughs> so I think that will we'll make him eligible. But Charles Manson technically, uh, you know, recorded music, which makes him eligible. So by default, it's going to have to be old, old Chucky. Well, mm-hmm. Kevin Love is part of the uh, Drop and Dimes remix that a computer-generated baby version of mm-hmm. Damian Lillard performs in a State Farm commercial. So it's I believe true. his yeah. eligibility date is uh, <laughs> 25 years past that. Hold can on, you per- can you purchase that song? Uh, uh, I probably. think you can. Probably yeah, can. actually. Yeah. Um, probably on okay. Damian Lillard's website. Uh, hold on. Do I have that? I had that at one point on our soundboard. Um Oh, I can't find it. I'm sorry you won't hear dropping dimes, Joe. Um, uh, so, yeah. One, <laughs> I mean, more, one more person on the series who will be eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame soon is Aaron Gordon of the Denver Nuggets, who recorded a song last year uh, about being robbed of a victory in a dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any songs about being robbed of a dunk contest by an artist in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 
You know, yeah, maybe not that specific. I'm, I was like, what are the, what are the basketball? I mean, like, I don't think, you know, RIP Aaron Carter um, <laughs> has a song about beating, uh, beating Shaq mm-hmm. at basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheech and Chong, are they going to get Basketball in? Jones, is that yeah. what you're thinking? Yeah. I mean, on the, the Basketball Jones version that's on the Space Jam soundtrack, it is uh, Chris Rock and Barry White. Mm-hmm. He's um, in, right? No. Oh no, Barry he's not Wh- in yet. No, he should yeah. be. Barry White absolutely should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there are Public Enemy songs about basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's true. He got game is uh, Public Enemy featuring yeah Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is wild. Both that's all that's an all Hall of Fame track. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think Skilo has the uh, discography to get in. Mm-hmm. There's an argument that Curtis Blow. Uh, I was gonna ask the, be the best basketball song, but um, he's he's not like taken seriously, mm-hmm. and the trickle of hip hop acts in the in the hall is so. I mean, I could see them being like Curtis Blow is an early influence, just because like he was the first rap star. Mm-hmm. You could argue, you know. Yeah. Joey, is there any chance that Drake makes it into the basketball Hall of Fame? I don't think so. But I think they Drake have a is, large category of like other contributors. Drake He's going to have to actually um, buy the team, though. I yeah. Think. But Drake is like going to um, for sure get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right, Joe? Yeah. Isn't I think he so. Like a yeah, a shoe in. Shoe in. But it reminds me of the song <laughs> that Eminem briefly did a, a verse from when he was inducted, which is that song Forever, which is about basketball, right? Mm-hmm. It's with Drake. I believe so, yeah. Drake Most and of songs about Drake does have some basketball reference in them, it seems. I I'm, um. I think LeBron <laughs> maybe is in the video? Or like, it, I don't surprised. know. Yeah. Oh, uh, Shaq is also in a 311 video. Does 311 have any chance at the Rock and Roll Hall? Man? No, but Shaq also does has. Shaq, I was going to ask, does Shaq, Shaq have a chance? <laughs> he, he's he's probably eligible soon. Yeah, I was going to say he might be eligible well, already. He's already I think he's already eligible. Yeah. <laughs> if he put out a record before 98. He definitely then, oh, did. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he had a platinum record in 1994. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's been he's been eligible for for some time. Yeah, Shaq Diesel from 93. Yeah, put Shaq in the Rock Hall. I mean, some of his numbers are better than some of the people in the Rock but, Hall. Uh, well, and you know what he does now, Joe? Shaq, music-wise. Oh, I thought He's, you were going to say, like, has no. restaurants. Because well, he has that. He has a <laughs> lot of restaurants. He I, I ate at the, at the short-lived Shaquille's uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, in, in downtown LA. But no, what, what's musically, what's, what's Shaq? He's an EDM to? DJ. He, like, headlines EDM festivals as DJ Diesel. Yeah, he'll be at Outside Lands this year. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get a media credential just speaking, to write about Shaq. He loves of, EDM. Shaq loves EDM. Speaking of, I don't know if if I'll be able to get a, a good shot of it. Um, but yeah, the, the sun is shining. Actually, you know what? I just have, I have a very important, um, I have a very important basketball related song. One second. <laughs> Shaq had an album that sold over a million copies, Joey. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, it's the oh. Alan Parsons project. Wow. That's y'all, know, y'all know what this is. Yeah, yeah. Serious, the, baby. They should have, they have a better chance at the basketball hall of fame than the rock hall, right? Uh that would be a Joe question. 
What was that? Alan Parsons project. Better shot at the basketball hall of fame than the rock hall. <laughs> I, you know, there's a, there's Alan Parsons as, as like a non-performer or musical excellence is not crazy. Cause like he worked on dark side of the moon uh-huh. and like as a producer and engineer, he has like a pretty impressive discography. Um, so I could see, but yeah, it's funny. The, the song serious, which is on, mm-hmm. which is album, the Michael Jordan song. Is I bet that song plays yeah. at the basketball hall of fame. <laughs> don't you think uh, it should it's 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 to me like one of the it conjures basketball imagery m- without any words better than any yeah. song yeah. I, I could think of uh that was all that was all i had oh sean you're done yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thank you joe for coming on to hear stories about mike love and mm-hmm. Jimmy. i Butler. mean any any time and as always i mean more than i want people to Watch my special. Please watch Mike Love's full induction speech <laughs> at the Rock Hall. It's so it's one of the few speeches that they have on the Rock Hall's YouTube where they include clips of like short clips of people responding to it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like like Elton John, who I believe inducted the Beach Boys, like ran up on stage and was like, I think he says something like, Thank fuck that you didn't mention me. Because <laughs> his speech is basically like calling like a, a, a list of grievances. Mm-hmm. It's really, really his life is a list of grievances, though. So it it is the speech is like the man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's, it's true to his soul. I'm gonna have no to doubt. read another book about the Beach Boys immediately following this because mm-hmm. you I need feel the other like side. I'm just getting a crazy person's <laughs> yeah, d- deeply subjective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, account of of what he wants you to think. Um, yeah. and then after you watch, uh, the Mike Love speech, and then Joe's special, then you should watch Bono inducting uh Bob Marley, Bob Marley, the other insane speech given at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, the, the the thing is, and and part part of why I did a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is it's just like. There's not just two great speeches. There's like so many insane <laughs> speeches throughout the. I mean, watch little. I think Little Richard's induction of Otis Redding is like a legit, very funny piece of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, little Richard is hysterical, and like it's so weird to be watching like him giving a speech in '89, and like he's gay. <laughs> like everybody, <laughs> everybody like is on board, but it's like this big open secret that he can like make jokes about him. Like, uh, you know, I want, I wanted Otis to come to my room and then everyone laughs and he's like, shut up. <laughs> I want I want to sing for him. It's fucking rules. The little Richard was the best. Anyway, okay, it's really funny that after that speech, like an hour later, Mike love is standing yeah. next to, he sings with Mick, Mick Jagger an hour later. So yeah. funny. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. God damn. <laughs> God, even Bob Bob Dylan like comments on it, or he's yeah. like, he's like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I guess the Beach Boys were about harmony, but also like relax. He looks so bad with that tambourine too. Lord, the only one in a baseball cap. Oh, this is terrible. Just the best. Um, all right, yeah. Joe, tell the listeners again where they can watch your new special. Ooh la yes. la. Uh, you can go on YouTube and search Ooh La La Joe Helium. You will probably find it that way. But if you'd like to click a link, you can go to m- any of my um, social media pages where I have it available. Uh, Joe Qua on TikTok and Instagram, Joe K, Joe K on Twitter. And, you know, if you want to just go to Google and type Joe KWA and just let 
let that sucker fill in the rest because I think I think the SEO is on point finally where it's that'll that'll take you where you need to go. And your special is named after the pornographic magazine from Back to the Future 2, right? <laughs> yeah, that's actually all I talk about in this special. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, guys. Um, thanks, Joe, uh, for coming on. Listen to Who Cares About the Rock Hall. Watch Ooh La La. Watch Mike Love's acceptance speech. Watch Bono's uh, mm. induction speech. And watch uh, Richard, uh, Little Richard's uh, induction speech. Um, Sean, <laughs> that's our episode. Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Eh. I- <laughs> Check out what I'm writing on uh, Yard Barker, Giants Baseball Insider, or Golden State of Mind, where uh, yeah, there's going to be a fun piece on Draymond's technicals. Uh, great. Um, as for me, you can always find me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where um, on June 5th, I tweeted... This movie I'm filming truly has my emotions all over the map, both on and off set. I'm so passionate about this film, and I hope to give you all something insanely entertaining. I'm giving it my all. Is that Sharknado 3? I don't know. <clears throat> um, my question, though, Sean, is, uh, is Frankie Muniz uh, the last of a dying breed of movie star we used to have a lot, which was actor slash race car driver <laughs> mm-hmm. it's basically him steve mcqueen and, and paul, paul newman he's the only oh, and, survivor and paul newman uh, yeah, and paul yeah. Newman. so yeah frankie is the last man standing i guess does david letterman count no michael jordan michael jordan has a racing team he's not driving though yeah i guess that's true yeah okay. <laughs> um, yeah it's just him uh, r.i.p bobby Phils, though by the way yeah um Trust, so that's our episode. Uh, Sean, did you uh, have a song you wanted to uh, have people listen to? Yeah, let's let's play the Joker song. He's he's going to be the finals MVP. Let's get it out of the way. Let's get yeah. that song out. I mean, you're, you I can't Steve... call the Heat dead yet, man. They're the Heat. Right. They're right. God's team. And Actually, by God, yeah, I, of course, mean the owner of Carnival Cruises. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, the, the Waystar Royco of the NBA. <laughs> Cruise disasters, nepotism, yeah. an old angry man <laughs> yelling at people all the time, calling them <laughs> fat. Um. Anyway, trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> and uh, shut it down. Let's all don't read Mike Love's book. You don't oh, have to do it. Cool. Sean didn't have to do it, but he tried. <laughs> now I'm going to finish it. Some people call me a space eater. Yeah. Some call me a gangster and a thug Charles Barkley calls me Big Honey Cause I remind him of a sweet he loves People talk about my elbows Saying my foul's a strong, way too strong well, don't you worry, Nurkic, don't worry. Cause we're losing, losing, losing game seven at home. Cause I'm a shooter, I'm a passer, I'm a center, and I'm massive. I wear zinc oxide in the sun. I'm a rim shaker and a mic breaker. I'm a future Laker. 
I get real tired when I run. Man, what a season for these Denver Nuggets. You know, they're young enough that they're going to be back. After all, time keeps sleeping into the future. Better just fly like an eagle back to the top of the West. Right on! I'm the closest thing to a human grizzly bear. I only pay eight dollars when I cut my hair. Inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, outside all the time. Ooh, baby, you think Jokic could date crimes? Cause I'm a picker, I'm a roller, I'm a shot blocker with extra molars. They love me in suburbia. I'm a joker, I play strip poker, Paul Mills apps a choker. I'm going back to Serbia. Man, I didn't mean that about Paul Millsap being a choker. He's been a great player. Unfortunately, it was for the Atlanta Hawks, the Denver Nuggets. Just didn't go all that well. But again, not a big deal. Great player. Too expensive next year. People keep talking about my elbows. Saying my fouls are too strong. Well, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, Dame. Cause I'm losing at home. I'm the closest thing to a human grizzly bear. I only pay eight dollars when I cut my Inside, inside, outside, inside, inside, outside all the time. Come on, Gary Harris, I'll show you a good time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.